You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors on the first day of a new trading week, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Monday, I speak to Greg Davies, who's the head of wealth at Kratos Capital, which is based in Johannesburg, but Greg Davies is at their satellite office in Camps Bay in Cape Town. What do you do, Greg, on days? I say days, but it's actually weeks like this where things are really, really dull. I know there's a there's a trader lurking within you, but I also know that as head of wealth, you are a long-term investor on behalf of yours and your company's clients. So what do you do? Do you get frustrated? Or do you think of things like the Bob Van Dyke issue and say, there's an opportunity here? What do you do? Because it's boring, isn't it? It's been one of the most boring days. Uh, you know, one can remember for quite some time, obviously, catch up on admin, do a bit of reading. I've got the financial mail in front of me right now, and there's an article that says the wheels have come off, and there's an article on the platinum stocks, which has been a theme, but, I mean, the theme of it is basically they will recover. But, yeah, it's really difficult to get excited about anything in the market today. You know, clients are phoning for ideas, and, and sometimes you really have to do nothing. make sure you aren't – yeah, you're not running after trades which aren't there. Um, so it's the, old, the hardest thing to do is to do nothing, really. Well, it's not that hard. I mean, sometimes you must say to yourself, OK, I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. And you sit down and say, OK, there's nothing to do. The best thing to do is do nothing. And I always use the analogy of a cricket match. And if you're a top batsman, yeah, the ball comes to you and you just leave it. One of the best shots you've ever played is the shot that you don't play because you just leave it. So maybe just leave it and you go down to the beach and walk along and embrace the beauty of the palm trees and the sand and the Atlantic Ocean of Camps Bay. That is what you should do, Greg, and and learn to do that now that you've made the big move from the big smoke down to the big joke. I mean, Cape Town. It just occurred to me that something you will know about, but it might be an urban legend on the on the trading desk days, but my understanding was if you were a young trader and you didn't get one of your clients to trade on a particular day, the next day you had to come to the trading room with white clubs. Um, to, I think perhaps just to show... No, that was nothing to do with me. I'd... Well, I just thought it was a, a legend, but at the moment I had my white gloves on tomorrow morning ready to go because I just couldn't get anyone, couldn't find anything to inspire really a trade. Obviously, the NASPAS story broke this morning. So no, I don't know if it's just a big deal about nothing. I think Mr. Van has gone off to count his money, really. But, that, I mean, they've tried so much to, to, to get the you know the discount to the underlying 10 cent to work. You know, they've tried everything, and it just really hasn't worked. So they're blaming it so, on him, in other words? Well, well, I mean, I think they are, but I think they're doing that wrongly, if, if, that's, uh, that, if that's a word. I suppose there may be someone in the background, and we know who I'm talking about, pulling the strings, you know, the puppeteer. Bob Van Dyke is, I mean, he's probably sitting there thinking, goodness me, it's a little bit, it doesn't look great on my CV. But on the other hand, let me look at my bank account versus my CV. I think I'd rather have the bank account than the CV. Have you seen how much money he's made over the years? It's an absolute fortune. He's also going to go buy a farm in Tuscany. Uh, We could buy the whole of Kemp's Bay as well, I think. Yeah. Not that anyone would want to do that, but yeah, the the Tuscany option uh, sounds very good. I don't want to get into trouble, but I met him just once, and he was a fine fellow, and met the person that he succeeded, and he's also a fine fellow. But suddenly, uh, someone doesn't like it, and I think I don't know. I don't know the story, but anyway, he's gone. I've only got I've only actually got one question for him, and I think I've posted on Twitter. Why must he always wear those very tight shirts? I mean, we know he's been in the gym, but I mean, is it really necessary? 
I haven't seen any pictures of him. Does he try to try to come across as, um, as they say in gym circles, which and you are in that circle, buff? Is he buff? Well, perhaps he's just got a, a tailor that's got a sort of good eye for these things, but I just haven't seen a picture where he doesn't look fat. Okay, we're talking about the physique of an ex-CEO of, of, of a JSC-listed, uh, internationally-listed company. So uh, let's uh, let's move on now. There was nothing else to talk about today. Do you want to come up with a couple of other little nuggets or tidbits, Greg? Yeah, really difficult to find. I think to find the market drifted lower after the US Open I see the Aussie future was still trading now down 637 points yeah. from a small gain at the opening. Back of the market's mind is the FOMC uh, news, which is coming Wednesday. out Wednesday evening. Mm. Yeah, Wednesday evening. So I, I think that might have slowed the volume down. The JC doing 14 uh, billion today. Uh, best performers, Mondi, Outsurance, that had a good update on Friday. Raynet, Angler Gold was better. Um, and then the worst performers sort of Xara MTN, that's an interesting story. Obviously, the process and the nice bass there, and plats, uh, sort of a mixed bag of ups and downs. Not a particular sector getting hit. Yeah, it's one of those days. I was going to ask you, to, normally I would have a list of things to ask you, but I've got nothing to ask you. What do you think about ARM, the listing on the NASDAQ? We spoke about that last week, and we thought that would give the, the NASDAQ and the general market a boost because here's a huge company coming in. $51 uh, was the IPO price, went up to 68 and it's come down to, you, you probably haven't got it right in front of you, but I think yeah, it's down no. at around about 54 55 now, but still a decent premium to the IPO. And I think that gives people some confidence. They say, okay, people are spending again. And when I say spending, I mean, uh, you know, investing again after a couple of years of very, very few big listings on the NASDAQ. Yeah, that, that sort of whole sector sort of was the superstar, but, you know, maybe five, you know, four years ago. And then it sort of had a, a pullback and that seems to be finding favour again. Uh, it's good to see, you know, a new, a new company going in that direction and perhaps the beginning of a, of a, of a turnaround. Yeah, hope so, Greg. And let's have a look at the the, the markets now. The dollar round, eighteen ninety eight. British pound against the round twenty three fifty three. Both virtually unchanged. Euro round the euro point three percent higher against the local currency twenty twenty nine. Euro dollar one hundred six ninety. Barely changed from Friday's action. And the British pound. 123.95 again almost unchanged commodities 19.28 is the gold price at $4 an ounce nothing going on there platinum though is up $37 an ounce to 9.38 a 4% move to the upside and palladium is 12.37 which is down 15 the big one is the oil price and we've got to watch out for the fed as we said earlier on let's have a look at that oil price now because suddenly it's becoming a little bit unpleasant. And as we speak, it's just going through $95 per barrel, 95.08, up a percent. West Texas crude, $92.10 per barrel, up one, nearly 1.5%. What else have we got there? Copper down a percent, soybeans down 1.5%, wheat down another 2.5%. Never mind the war, this thing's going down. And so we go on. The all-important capital markets, the South African 10-year bond, Hasn't had a great day. Three and a half basis points higher to 10.51%. The US 10-year, 4.34%, let's call it, up just very slightly for the US 10-year yield. The highest level for quite a little while, actually. And Bitcoin, because I know you've got a couple stuck under your pillow there, Greg. 27,328 
up nearly 3%. So your quid's in there, as they say in London. And S&P 500 futures, gosh, they're dull. 44.99, which is barely changed from Friday. Really, really boring stuff. Individual yeah, stocks, tell us the movers. Uh, sorry, you were going to say something before we get to the movers oh, on the JC. Yeah, sorry, we spoke about last month, but all those numbers you, you took us through earlier, you know, obviously the concern there is, is you know, the oil price. Speaking to a few people clearer than me, uh, Clarence Dalgada uh, on, on the desk there in London, he was saying, you know, some talk of, of oil, you know, past 100 and then some scary numbers up to, up to 150, really. So that will be mm. perhaps the next big thing to trouble the market. I mean, last couple of years, uh, this inflation story, which has taken forever to go away, it feels like two or three years. We just don't need an oil, an oil price squeeze at, at this point. I spoke to Clarence a couple of months ago, actually, and he said that he's been constantly shorting any production cut announced by OPEC. But I didn't get the call this time. So that means that when Saudi Arabia and Russia said they're going to cut production, he didn't say anything. And I tried to call him a few times and he eventually answered his phone call and he said, yeah, this time it's different because they've extended it to the end of the year. So I think he's long, obviously a very reclusive character. But yeah, he's a hedge fund trader. And yeah, he said it could be touching 100 soon. 150, I'm not sure, but Clarence Delgado, he's really been wrong. What else have we got, Greg? The movers on the JSC. What individual stocks caught your eye on the upside and the downside, please? Oh, the top performer is Mondi, uh, up 2.6%. One that does catch the eye um, is Anglo Gold. That was up slightly, even though the, gold, the rest of the golds were flat. And I think it's this week or the next week, there's a corporate action where the in the main board listing will now move to the US. And you know, one gets a feeling that there's got to be a, a good reason for that. You know, I don't want to put too much speculation, but someone was telling me that it's not impossible that it could some, once it's all settled there, obviously it'd be better for Anglo Gold to be listed there, but you, maybe someone like Barrick will, will some come around and start kicking the tires. Yeah, okay, whatever that means. Okay, let me give you my top five up and down. I've got Carew, whatever that is, up 3.5%. Telcom, up 3.5%. Sun International, 3.4% higher, nearly. Uh, Adcock, up nearly 3.3%. And Mondi, the aforementioned, up just over 3%. MC Group down, goodness me, Canal Plus must be licking their wounds, down nearly 3%. Exaro, down 29 uh, What is that so company... Cap is that Shakespeare? Shakespeare, some property company. Anyway, it's down two and three quarters, and Hammerson down two and three quarters as well. So you know, rats and mice. And you say the volume, Greg, was how much? Uh, just over fourteen billion. So back, you know, I think on Friday it was north of forty, but that was a, a rebalance on the MSCI. Yeah. I just wanted to come back to one thing in your list there. I mean, the ones which I was giving earlier, obviously the top 40 stocks. But Telcom had a little bounce this afternoon, calling it up 4%. But I've been watching that stock over the last maybe six Looks horrible, doesn't it? Oh, it's been four. It fell from about 32, 33 rand. It's one that sort of made the odd headline that there, there might be a suitor somewhere, but I've, I've got some clients of, of their own choice have been buying telecom and every morning i have to i have to hear see all the whatsapp saying you know where do you think it's where do you think this thing's going to? going into so, the teens that's what you should say to them 
digressing. It's like that film. What's that film with the Brad Pitt in it, um, where the bloke gets younger and younger, or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's the name of a man. But anyway, Benja- Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button, exactly. He either gets older or gets younger. But anyway, Telcom is getting younger and younger, well, week like by week. Clients. Yeah, it, if you like averaging that, the Telcom is, you know, the perfect way. We used to work with someone who used to say, "Double up to catch up, chief." Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, William. I mean. Lindsay Williams and Benji Slider, what a team you guys were. Well, nothing to do with me, mate. He was on his own. He, he stood alone. Greg, give us the closing JSE indices, if you would. You've given us the volume. What about the closing indices? Are you ready? Because last time you weren't. What? Yeah, I can give you the spot. It's no, not the spot. Nine. I need all the indices, please. Oh, you go for it, Lindsay. Is I'll, uh, I'll give you the resources. One and a quarter percent weaker. That's the resources 10 index. The industrial 25 down just over 1.1%. Financial 15, just over half a percent weaker. The top 40 index closed at 68,299, down just over 1%. Horrible day on the JSC. And the all share itself just under 1% down to 73,908. And all I can say, the word that really sums up the recent period is uninspiring, Greg. But at least you live in a beautiful part of the world to inspire you. Go out there and walk that mountain or dive in the water or whatever you do a little bit a little bit chilly but i think i'll i'll put on my coat and t- take a walk down the main strip here at Kemp's Bay. very good indeed greg davies is the head of wealth kratos capital in cape town head office is in johannesburg and that was the five o'clock shadow the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.